0: Named in honor of Dr. Walter Sobolev, a Klinka elder from southeast Alaska who promoted cultural education, and Alice Spotted Bear, former chairwoman of the Mandan Hidatsa and Arikara Nation. Murkowski says Walter Sobolev lived his life by a simple motto take care of the old person you're to become. But she said that must begin as early as possible. Murkowski says the commission's aim is to more effectively address issues affecting Native children, such as poverty, domestic violence, and substance abuse. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. And I'm Karen Wright. Joining us now is our good friend, Master Gardener Barb Lampson. And we're going to talk about a number of things. And I was just noticing, and my husband was as we were driving around, there are these beautiful, beautiful trees with these lovely, lovely white flowers that look like they're just floating on the edge of the tree. And, you know, I really wasn't sure what they were. And I just looked them up, and they are Japanese. Lilacs, tree lilac, tree lilac, yes, and yes, and they are just—I mean—they're kind of a creamy, almost a brilliant, um, glowy white on the dark, the dark leaves, and they are just amazing right now. Just drive around town, you'll see them everywhere.
1: Right. Good morning, Karen, and good morning to our listeners. And what a beautiful day! Oh my goodness, it's just so wonderful to live in Minnesota and have the cool weather. And after it's rained, it seems like the air is so clean. And the Japanese tree-like lilac is amazing. It, like everything else, has responded to um, the Moisture. moisture, the mild spring, and... It's, uh, the blooms on it, they're gauzy. They're almost like, uh, almost like cotton candy. They're so airy. Yeah. And then are. one of the questions I usually get after the tree li- lilac has finished blooming is, do you have to cut those spent blossoms off? No, you don't. They do go to seed, but if you had to get up on the ladder and start trimming, that could be quite dangerous. Well, so- now,
0: on my regular purple lilacs, I don't know if they have an official name. Um, they're just... Uh, yes, they're they're the you know the earlier ones. Yeah, the
1: old fashioned ones. Yeah, the old fashioned yeah, the old fashion- cases.
0: Because I know I've heard that if you trim. The uh, spent blossoms off the right away after they're done, then you'll get better blossoming next year. In yeah, which so, well, so I do as much as I can because there are some that yeah. are too tall for me to get up on a ladder, and I'm not going to do that. Right. So I actually do, you know, and I love to prune, so yes. I go out and trim all them off. So is I mean, it's not, it won't hurt it, will it? But no,
1: you, no, and and that's true. The the thing to remember about the regular lilacs now, these are the shrub lilacs, is that they they get their. Blooms early for next year now, so they bloom on old wood, and that's why when they get done uh blooming, we cut as many of them off as we can, and that's good because then they don't make seeds, so and they
0: don't take all the energy to make the seeds. Uh, and, that's yeah. right,
1: that's right. And the other thing about uh the shrub lilacs uh, sometimes you'll see them and they have this really old woody stem that's very thick. I've got a bunch of them now that are really
0: old woody and they get a little lot uh, of lichens on them, and I think yeah. well, they look not really well good, but but are they okay?
1: They're they're not as, um, uh, you don't get as much bloom from them. Should I be cutting them? Yeah, you you take out about a third of those every every year because you don't want that really old wood. Oh, you want the younger wood and then that's where you're going to get your best blooms from. But even if you just can't take a third, at least take out the biggest one of those woody stalks. So the old
0: socks you want to just get yeah, rid of. I yeah. thought they were like the backbone of the No,
1: in this case they're not. Okay. In this case uh, you can sacrifice them and that's the best thing to do. So I get to get my saw out again, yeah, Barb. Yeah, Karen, you and your saw and your tools. Oh my goodness. And I heard you went to Ken Frederick's sale. You know,
0: Ken Frederick, for people don't know, has amazing, amazing hosta gardens. And Barb, I didn't know they extended beyond what I've seen. I mean, they go farther back than I think you even know. No.
1: Right. I oh, I only God. know what uh, you see after you cross the bridge there. Yes, yeah, there's the there's and, ones to
0: the east, to the west, to oh the my, south. And oh my. so I did go to his sale last week. And, of course, I got there early. I was the second one in line. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> and naturally. And, and uh, it wasn't raining. Last year when we went there, it was pouring down rain, and it was kind of difficult to see things. But this year, Ken um, actually would allow you this year to go from plant to plant and point to say, I would like this one versus, you know, before he's had them in little pots and you could buy the pots. So people were following around. It was like watching a little parade of, of, uh, you know, puppies following their their mama dog around, you know, following, oh, I want this one. I want this one. And then he would take his shovel and he would scoop and cut off a a corner of the lilac. And then he had his little knife and he would cut off, you know. Oh, I know.
1: And he he records all this stuff, what he's doing. You know, he makes notes. Yes. But you know what? I was amazed at how
0: small of um, really the roots you need to be see I always assume when you need when you take a part of a a plant it should be a substantial plant you know so you transplant it but but these are you know like a stalk with just a few he called them pippets on them and I didn't know what a pips yes pips I said well what are the pips and they're kind of little bumps on there that where the new uh, shoots come up
1: right you know and and that's the thing okay when we have our Master Gardener sale, you know <laughs> we have like stocks. We have three to five stocks. So you're getting, and it's in a pot and it's going well. So uh, if you want instant
0: gratification, uh,
1: yes, then you get something bigger. But if you're willing to wait, it's it's that's just fine. That and you pay way a way lot less
0: too. Yes, and you know I, I was coming to you. I was only eating, my plans were to get what three, maybe four.
1: Oh yes, oh silly.
0: So how many do you think I got, Barb?
1: Yes. <clears throat> well, if you get if you buy four and you get one free, right? Right. So of course there's five right there, and right. then well, knowing your reasoning, you think well I might as well get another four and get another one free, and so it's. Uh, Oh yeah, they're so small. I can get, I can put lots of these in. And you have such a wonderful, willing husband. Who you know, when you come home, he'll just say, "Okay, okay, <laughs> that's fine, Karen." Happy he anniversary. Did. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: anyway, I did get twenty. Yeah, twenty. But I want wow. you to know that some um, a number of them were minis, though, because mini hostas don't get very big, so they can fill in some of those lower. Um, Or the the areas maybe toward the front of the garden right along the pathways which is where I put them so I'd buy like maybe four real minis and then they'll fill in just a nice area and add a little pop of color there so Barb I'm just telling you I got a number of minis but I also went all out and I got the 2015 hosta of the year he had Victory and you said you'd seen it and you didn't think it looked that great, but I'll tell you what. In Ken's garden, it looked amazing. just majestic. It stood upright, and it's the new twenty fifteen host of the year. Right. Beautiful big leaves, and his was, you know, a number of years old. So I think part of it could be where it's grown,
1: it, it right, and and the age that it's at. Right. Um. The garden that I was up to over uh, Memorial weekend up at Ramsey, um, it w- the uh Victory was not such a big plant. It probably had um. Four leaves on it. The color, to me, it it didn't have any really outstanding uh, color on the leaves yet. And and he was growing them in uh, uh, a pine grove. There were mm-hmm. pine trees and spruce trees and that quite a bit of shade. And maybe Kansas out in the open. It's more, more
0: dappled shade, I would say. And uh, yeah, I would probably say a little, probably a little more sun to dappled shade and but it it was just and the colors weren't that magnificent but it was how it stood it looked mm-hmm. just like a you know a a knight in shining armor standing there in the midst of other pastas wow. so i
1: did get one of those and i know that's yes. going to be a very big one you oh. know i i know this hostas are so interesting in that from the time they come up from the ground until it warms up, they keep changing. They do. They're they're like children. I mean, their features are developing all along, so when you first see them when they come up, that's not the way they're going to look. They're going to continue to change, so don't be disappointed if you've got something and it's not quite what you thought it was going to be. By the end of the summer, it will be. Well, and some of them actually change colors. Now, I did get the one you've had called Orange Marmalade. I love that one. And
0: uh, and it's just amazing. It's got kind of this orange tinge, but as I understand, as the summer goes on, it will kind of change color.
1: Yes, and and it isn't as orange when it first comes up from the ground, and then now it's orange, and then it's going to change again. And the same with Paul's Glory. That one gets more color in its leaves, too. And this is true in my garden where it gets some sun and, and partial shade. So uh, it's, it's just wonderful. I mean, y- you want to have a garden where things are changing all the time. So you go out and you take a look and you say, wow, now that's great. Right, and and then the colors change too. Like
0: you know, you said they they change, and you, it's something you don't expect. Some of the hostas, for example, will start out more of a green, and by the end of the summer, they'll have these. They'll look like they've got all this white on them, or, or yes, vice versa. Or,
1: or the are the edging has turned yes was white and it's turned yellow now. Or the a minute. edging is wider? Yeah, it's really it is it is really amazing. I can see why people love hostas and they get addicted to them, but let me tell you something. <laughs> Barbara's warning me. I have always loved Delphinians. I think when I was uh, first started reading, I would get these library books, and I was reading English authors, and, and the pictures of the Delphinians in these English gardens, absolutely amazing. Yes. This year, I'm going to say that I have a Delphinian. Now, I haven't measured it, but I'm five foot three and it's taller than I am. Really? So it's tall. It's in the back uh, it's actually on the north, but it has it doesn't have any shade around it, so it's getting light, but it's not real bright light. And it's just amazing. I have Delphiniums, I've started them in several areas of my yard. I really love them. It's not the easiest plant to grow because here's some of the problems. Well, I was gonna ask you
0: now, does it like mostly shade or, or sun? Because I've yeah. never done them. I've never done Delphinians. And so I was, you know, and you mentioned they're kind of hard. Maybe that's why I well, haven't. And, but.
1: and, you know, you think of of England where um they had so much smog for so long. And uh, it, it was overcast. And they had these remarkable Delphinians. So they like, they, they don't want to be burning out in the hot okay. sun. They like a little coolness. Uh, yeah, but okay. So... This year I also have some at the end of my driveway which has cement driveways on my neighbor's side and on my side and it is on the south side and it's doing well. Now whether it continues to do well when it gets really hot. We'll see. And and you know we had that one hot day and I was just hoping oh I hope this isn't going to make all the blooms explode but they did really really well. Now the Delphinian The other problem that it has, it has hollow stems. They're hollow. If you'd cut them, in, if you cut one off, you'd see it's all hollow. You could drink from it like a straw. Well, you could do something <laughs> like that if you wanted to. Exactly. So once they get done blooming. If you cut them back, they will get a second flush. I'm talking about cutting back at the base. They'll get a second flush of growth, and then they'll get some more blooms. But what happens to them is they have a tendency to get water in those hollow stems, so it doesn't matter whether you... They'll just come off normally mm-hmm. and then you will have some rot in there. Oh. And you can lose them that way. So and the other thing about the Delphinian, because it's growing so fast on such a big plant, it likes that that English that like in Europe that kind of weather they have where it's cool and wet where you get these light showers. Mm-hmm. So they want to be in well drained soil and but they want to have uh, continuous moisture. They want to. They want to get moisture, but it, and it needs to be deep. When you water, you should water at least 12 inches. So with Delfinians, you want to be sure that you put at least a two-inch mulch of something like uh, leaves or dried-out grass or something like that, so that they're. Roots are not burning up. Are, are Delphonians long bloomers? Do
0: the, their blooms last a long time? See, because I'm, I'm one to, like, I love the peonies that are out right now, but they last such a short time that I, I just feel like they're taking up a space that I could have something blooming all summer. Yes, but
1: here's the thing about, I mean, would you ever get a bush with such magnificent blooms and so many... And they'll last for thirty years without moving it. But I mean the, but that's but you only get
0: blooms for a week maybe. Uh, well they're depending a little, on the, the if there's rain like we yeah, had, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you know, the one of the things that happened this year it was last Wednesday when it got up into the nineties. Yeah, then it really they, It just exploded. It just the the peonies they're blooms the big the big heavy set ones the double ones they just started nodding their heads by the <laughs> end of the day it looked like somebody uh, had poured hot water on them they did. they were they were done for so so that was really sad but Delphinians, because they have <laughs> the tallest stake, which is going to bloom first, and that's and then you have the smaller ones. They come so up. You, mm-hmm. And then you have some secondary branches also. So in that spot where your Delphinian's growing, you're going to see color for quite a while just in from blues purples pinks whites you know it's just magnificent we have the uh, pacific giants they're really nice now some people prefer not to grow these great big tall delphiniums because of the wind so we're talking here about staking and you might use something that's like a um a heavy-duty tomato cage because it's tall like that, but um, it, and put that on when before it starts coming up and leave it on. But they are going to need some staking. Now I've seen where people will get bamboo stakes and they will stake each um, stalk coming up. That's quite a job to do something like that. So I just use a wiring. Some kind of a thing, and 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 that's that's good enough. And it's great if it has a little bit of protection, you know. It, back in my yard, with the trees and with the fence, and that we don't get as much wind back there, right? And that's to my advantage too. Well, now you mentioned staking. I, I remember
0: I told remember I told you how I started the dahlias inside, and I yes. think I did it too early because they were four feet tall in the pot. Wow. Well, so I had left them outside to get hardened off, you know, and on the deck, so they weren't. Totally, you know, in harm's way, but they were so tall. I had to go out and buy more uh, heavy-duty tomato cages and put around them because they're yep. they're kind of hollow in the middle too. yeah. They and, the they and they'll snap. They'll, yes. yeah, they will yeah. I win. had one that did. So I have probably seven or eight of those. Wow. That, so they all have cages, and and the ones, um, you know, I put it in the ground, and it's probably. It's probably as tall as you now. Mm. But, I mean, that was not going to stand on its own. So that, so I have, in addition to tomato cages all over the yard, I've also got uh, chicken wire uh, cages all over, too. And we were just chatting about that. And I'm sure a lot of other people are having the same issue with rabbits being so oh, yes. prolific and squirrels.
1: And, I mean, it. I love wildlife, but they're doing a number on the garden. You know, last week after we talked, and you told me about having the rabbit that dug into the grass. Was it and and, yes, and, in. and literally hid under the 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 sod? And I mean, my neighbor was mowing over top and didn't had no clue there was a whole den of bunnies there. Well. So I went home, oh. and I thought, you know, if I got any rabbits here in, in some of these out-of-the-way places? And uh, so that was on the weekend that I checked. There was nothing going on there then. And then on Tuesday, I was out, and i I was digging around. I have a shrub that kind of branches out, mm-hmm. but yet it's airy. Here I see all this rabbit fur, Uh-oh. and I had had, I'd missed this, and this mother rabbit had been in there, and she'd had her babies, and they'd left. And guess what? Now, I had this new super gate on my fence to keep rabbits out, the mature ones, but a baby snuck into the backyard, and I thought, oh, oh I think I'm seeing a little chipmunk running around here, you know, just catching yes. really fast, catching a of it. And then I saw it. It was eating. I had some geraniums out on the deck hardening off. And there it was nibbling. On your deck? Yes. Yes. Nibbling off these geraniums. Not eating them, just, just cutting them off, and they were laying there. So I tried my scare tactic of, of throwing a bottle at it. it. It did nothing. It did nothing until I got close to it. And then yeah, because it, it was just ignoring you because it was like, oh, this is tasty. Yeah, right. So, now I've got this little bunny out in the backyard, and of course when you see one, I I suspect there's more than one out there now. And it's just that I don't see two of them eating together. And then <laughs> of all the strange things, I had seven blackbirds sitting in the grass. Now, we'll have to ask Elbat, why would a yard that doesn't have any bird feeders out, why would I have seven blackbirds? Well, they- Grubs or something? I don't know. Are Hmm. they coming up because of all the rain? Is that what they were doing? Maybe. Because, well, you know, worms can tend to get drowned
0: out and come up after it's been a lot of soaking in the ground so true I,
1: <laughs> and is there because I, I do have a lot of clover are there other small insects that they're after hmm. I don't know but they were there and it was like uh, around 6 o'clock at night and then they stayed about 5 or 10 minutes and then they just flew off like okay that's good they didn't go to the bird bath or anything like that hmm. they didn't sit in a tree and then off, off they went now Talking about insects, here's something new we have up at our community garden up at Good Council. We have cucumber beetles.
0: Oh, wait a minute now, because you had the, the fleas. The, we um, had the
1: flea beetles flea on beetles, the radishes which and were lettuce and things like decimated that. Decimated your kale, I understand. Uh, yes, and uh, they, that's an insect that... It looks like you took uh, a pellet gun and you just, just shot. shot. Yeah, it, it's erratic uh, holes all over the place. So cucumber beetles, now what do they look like? And Oh, they're so fast you can hardly see them. Are they bigger? Yes, they are. Okay. They are. They're black and they have yellow stripes on them. And you you see one on the leaf and you're going to just go it's in gone. and mesh it. It's gone. They just fly away just like that. Uh, so what to do? One of the gardeners up there tried... Uh, liquid cream and put on and cream is is uh, that a it's an organic but a lot like of an uh, insecticide you know, organic insecticide. yeah it would okay. be an insecticide it's for insects but the problem with even something like that is that it can it can also kill good insects i mean it just doesn't discriminate so um uh, The other thing you can do is simply ignore it, and if they kill the plant, you can start your cucumbers again. It doesn't take that long, Um, but they're out there. The cucumber beetles, uh, it's unfortunate. The rabbits are out there. I don't think... That the flea beetles are still around, so that's that's really a good thing. And also, I've got something eating on my roses. Uh, I do too, you know, when my knockout roses,
0: usually nothing really bothers them, but right. there's little teeny holes in I them, have the same thing, yes, and
1: it and just bothered me because they used to be so you know lovely and, yeah, and now they're vigorous. Getting these and and I have little, so many blooms it has yeah. a you know what's the, going on? It, I don't know <laughs> i'll I'll have to figure that out this week what that is, but the thing of it is, um, I'm not going to spray it. I'm not going to start spraying. I did put powder on mine. Okay, you put powder. I'm, I'm not going to do that because we also have the bees that visit yeah, yeah. the roses, and I'm afraid that I might, the few bees that I have, I don't want to lose them. Well,
0: see, mine didn't have any flowers on them yet, so okay, I'm hoping okay. because right. there's no yeah. flowers, I'm it was just the leaves at yeah. this point. So I'm hoping that that will maybe, you know, kill them. And the you
1: know what's really strange about this? I have um, about... I had about four knockout roses that were together Mm -hmm. and I lost uh, two of those. uh, One this past winter and one of the winter before. And so before when I had four together, I never had a problem with disease or with insects. Now I've got insects and I've only got two and there's more air circulating around them. Mm. They're not as close together. So I can't quite figure that out. It, it must be just a good year for bugs. So I'm wondering that, too, because, you know, remember when you mentioned the, the
0: columbine flowers, how the sawfly? fly? Yes. I looked, and mine have that same thing where really? the, they just... The leaves were. I've said, well, wait a minute. Where, where's all the leaves? And yeah, right. so I had the little soft light. So I'm wondering if the weather hasn't been just ideal right. for certain kinds of bugs. Yes, I'm hoping that the Japanese beetle doesn't come because you know we have those beautiful uh, cherry cheesecake hibiscus, and I, oh, I know that, yes. and also roses. And they're getting tall. Yes, and also
1: you know those are the kind of things that Japanese beetle love. You know, I'm almost thinking that I should make um, uh, some kind of a sheer thing to go over my cherry cheesecake <laughs> <a> hibiscus. <laughs> I, you know, if I had a very sheer curtain and I'd make like a sack. and <laughs> It's going to be know. like
0: a little middle of the, kind of like one of those those nets you put around, a mosquito net around your bed, y- except y- Barb will have this pole in the middle of her yard with this mosquito net. I'll tell you what, Barb, people are going to start to laugh because between the the um, chicken wire cages and the tomato oh, cages,
1: awesome. and now we're going to have little netting over top, Yes, it's going to be... Wow. And, and you know what? I was very tempted when it was in our yard on Wednesday. Was that Tuesday or Wednesday when it got so hot? I think it was Wednesday. Was No, it was Tuesday did it get to be a hundred? Yeah, know it, on, on my thermometer, it said a hundred. And I was thinking, maybe I should go out and make shade <laughs> for some of these things that are just, you know, coming up. I, I was really worried. They are like children. Yeah, yeah, and I was thinking aluminum poles and maybe a white bed sheet, and I could tie it onto these poles. And I've done that keep before. the sun off, you know, <laughs> something like that. And now, now, especially, I'm really proud of this Delphinian that's taller than mm-hmm. I am. This is the Biggest this plant has ever. I hope
0: you have a picture because you, you can put it on our website, Barbie. Yes,
1: and I'll do that. But I'm. I think it can even be more majestic when it has more of those buds open up, and it'll be just you know. It's and it's blue. It's just going to be so striking. So I will get it on our website this coming week. And let's talk about
0: that. We do have a website now that's connected with the kmsu.org site. There's a master gardener page where Barb is posting beautiful pictures of of her garden, and and you can see it in context of other plants. And we even posted this uh, week uh, an article about plants you should avoid if you've got pets because they can be poisonous to pets. So we're we're trying to d- use this as a way to educate. And you right. know we talk about these things but sometimes you just need to visualize them yeah
1: so uh, it's very simple to go to our website and uh and then there's a little place that says master gardener and you hit that and you get in and when i can do this anybody can do it it's very simple and uh we also you can send us an email if you want uh we'll try and answer that for you uh if there's a topic you'd like to talk about or if i wasn't clear about something or or uh, anything that you want to know. I I am pretty much an organic gardener, I have to tell you. Right. Uh, I don't use chemicals because it's just so darn hard to know uh, what these chemicals, what they will kill and what they won't kill, and you always end up with this big bag of something or this big bottle More than of, you need and what do you do with it. it? Yeah. yeah, right. And so... Um, you won't find if you're if you're looking for lots of chemicals and things, you won't find that on the website. Call my
0: sister. But <laughs> 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 we used to call her the Queen of Roundup.
1: But anyway. Oh wow! I'm surprised to even make Roundup. That's so. It's, anyway, yeah, yeah,
0: But that's another that's another show, bar. Yeah,
1: that that's right. But uh, things things are looking good. I have one cucumber in a pot at home, which I hope. The cucumber beetles won't find, mm-hmm. and the cucumber itself is probably eight inches long oh, now. And one day we're going to this coming week we're going to eat that in a salad. And I mean that's what gardeners live for. You know, it's either got to bloom or you got to be able to eat it. Do something with yeah, it. Yeah, Then then you're 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 just satisfied.
0: Uh, talking about things to do in the garden now. Um, a lot of my radishes now are 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 done, I mean, yes. you know, they're they're getting big and the lettuce is growing it, and beets too are, are coming along nicely. Can you still seed things like radish and lettuce and spinach and beets at this time to still get another harvest? I know it, it's not as good when it gets hotter because they, you know, tend to bolt or things like that, but could people still seed in their garden if they'd like? Well,
1: you know, not the you're gonna have a problem with radishes. Oh, you are okay. because it's too hot. And they, and they uh the weather is too warm, and and they don't do well at all. They They'll they develop woody tops, and, but they yeah. don't develop the root on the bottom. And it's like. A lot of things prefer the cold weather to grow in. But you could wait until the fall. Is there other th- things you can plant, though, now? Because, I mean, they're still selling seeds in the stores well, at you, a discount. You, you could certainly uh, put in carrots if you wanted. Uh, cucumber, or green beans. Uh, I Good time now for 50 that. to 60 days, you know. And uh, my green beans, I just got them in, a oh, probably uh, a week to 10 days ago. And if you want things to to start growing right away, like with green beans, you can soak them for a couple hours in and, water, mm-hmm. and that softens the husk on it. And then they will break through, and they'll come up right away. So, but I
0: found even putting them in the soil and dampening the soil with the warm weather, they just—I mean, it was just—it's—it's it's it's quick, e- yeah, because the this. soil
1: is warm now. Mm-hmm. That's right. And if you find things on sale, y- you can—you know—look at the days how many uh, long it takes. E- yes, you can look for peppers, and you can look for. Uh, eggplant and things like that, and, uh, you know, go ahead and try it. I do know there's,
0: a, there. for example, I was up at a, a local uh, greenhouse, and they were basically saying, we're trying to get rid of everything. So they had, you know, buy one, get one free, or, you know, deals like that. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of deals, but you also have to be aware that sometimes some of the things you might get may be too um, long to harvest or whatever. So you need to pay attention. Well, they're cheap for a reason in some cases. In other cases, they just need to clear out the the, um, inventory because they know that well, they got to get rid of it.
1: And, and sometimes you can find something that you always wanted to grow, maybe, it, and you just didn't have room for it. But like when it's. Or you didn't want to pay full price. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's half price. Oh my goodness, yes. You might find a heritage tomato that has a wild name to it. I saw one that was Boxcar Willie. Nice. I didn't buy it, but I was very tempted yep. to do that. And so if you see something like that, just go for it. Uh, right now, I have to say, my potatoes have got blooms on them, they look absolutely great. Um, if I wanted to, you know, it wouldn't be too late to put some more potatoes in. Because oh, really? Potatoes? And how yeah. about beets? Can you still do the beets? You can still do beets. And uh, last peace? uh Maybe too. And too hot. Oh, too hot for people. Yeah, okay. that's one that I wouldn't do. It wouldn't Lettuce? Do well. Spinach? Um, you know, that's, again, That's those are cool weather crops. Yeah. Now, if you had the right conditions, maybe you have some a lot of shade and you could protect it. I mean, that you maybe. might try that, okay. but you might wait with that, too. Um Uh, There's... uh, Last week, I found some onion sets on sale. Yep. And so I put in about... another 50 60 onions oh, because sets. you
0: can harvest the onions they don't have to be real big they can be no, the littler you, you ones and they're fine
1: that's right no. and so then you don't need a lot of space either you put mm-hmm. them closer together in the row and you pull out uh and thin them out and you eat those and sure. that's really great so those kinds of things you can do that that's that's just amazing uh maybe you had carrots and the carrots didn't come through the soil because we get that crust on they're our crust soil. and it doesn't
0: like the, the, they're they, fine fine little plants they
1: yeah. are very fine so go ahead hadn't and replant, re, replant okay. them. You you know you if you uh wanted to put in some zucchini, that that's up pretty fast. Yes. But winter squash, not. Too late. Because, you know, like 90 to 100 days, you know, it really is too late. Um, it, you might, the smaller pumpkins for your kids, you might try something like that. Again, look at how many days it, it takes till, uh, till you harvest them, uh, and then you'll know. A lot of seed cat. I know we're out of time officially, but I'm just going to ask this que- last question because
0: a lot of seed sales now have their last sale of the season, you know, to buy your seeds is it smart to buy your seeds now and save them till the next year so you save money because i know there are some seeds barb that don't germinate as well after they've been maybe sitting for a while especially if you don't you know store them right so what is the wisdom on buying Really great end of the
1: seed sales from whether it's at a store or a catalog. I think, you know, um, there's that gambler in all of us. And when we find something that cheap, we just think, heck, I always wanted to grow this. And uh, I think I'm going to buy it. It's it's worth it. But if I was dependent upon it for my food and I just like... I, then I probably wouldn't. Okay. Uh, now, let know. me just say one thing. I cleaned out my seed drawer, and I had all these mixed bean seeds in the bottom, and I thought, oh, what the heck, I'm not buying new ones. Just so put them out? I, I, and you know what? Every one of them germinated. Oh, good. So, so it, And
0: sometimes they do, and I've had sometimes when they just don't. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Barb. We appreciate it. And if you want to know more and see more gold, please go to our Master Gardener webpage. It's on KMSU.org. Click on Master Gardener. Barb's got some great pictures up there. We've got a great article on plants that are detrimental to your pets. So check it out. Thanks, Thanks, Barbara. Karen. All right, it is three or four minutes past ten o'clock. You're listening to your local independent public radio station, The Maverick, on KMSU, eighty-nine point seven FM in Mankato, and KMSK, ninety-one point three FM in Austin. Online at KMSU.org. Broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. Big ideas and real world thinking. Sixty-five degrees out there. It's going to be warmer than yesterday, all the way up to seventy-nine, and sunshine. Winds east-northeast, ten to fifteen miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy skies will become overcast with a low around 60. Tomorrow's high your Saturday overcast and 75. Chance of rain on Sunday with a high of 83. All right, we've got some news headlines for you, and then we'll get some more music programming for you. In uh, news today, the uh, all eyes are going to be on the state office building starting. Well, about now, at 10 this morning, they are—that that is when the legislature is gathering for its special session. Lawmakers are pushed out of the Capitol due to the renovation construction there. The session is supposed to be a short one to finalize work about the legislature that they didn't finish in their regular se- session. But there's conflict about the budget deal and also for a bill that would fund environmental and ag programs. And the fallout over avian influenza continues to create a tighter market for eggs. The food shelf in Bemidji is now limiting the number of eggs provided to needy families. The Bemidji Pioneer reports that cartons of a dozen eggs are being cut in half for distribution. Higher costs promoted the food shelf supplier to stop carrying eggs, so the Bemidji Group is paying significantly more to get eggs from a different vendor. And the cost of your breakfast is going up. The USDA is tracking egg prices, pushed up by the devastating impact of the bird flu on poultry farms. The survey finds egg prices in May are around $1.30 a dozen. That's estimated that it could jump by 55 cents a dozen by the end of the year. More than 47 million chickens and turkeys have been killed because of the bird flu. And a high-flying move for a Minnesota-based wing chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, which is headquartered in Golden Valley, announced it will spend $160 million to buy 41 franchised locations. Those B-dubs are in Texas, New Mexico, and Hawaii. The company president says the move is part of the strategy to transition to more company-owned rather than franchise locations. And the family of 16-year-old Alexandra Rodriguez are passing out flyers and putting posts on Facebook in an effort to find her. The girl has been missing since she left her St. Paul home nearly two weeks ago. She left with her miniature Schnauzer, a small dog named Pepper. Police are, ask, are asking for help finding her, but they've said they don't consider her disappearance suspicious. And if you love nature and bargains in equal measure, tomorrow is Red Letter Day for you. There's free admission to Minnesota State Parks on Saturday. All 75 of the parks and the recreation areas will have no cost to enter. It's the park's way of noting National Get Outdoors Day. So, get outdoors. Those are some of the headlines for this morning. It is 7 minutes past 10 (coughs) o'clock.
2: I remember talking to a friend, we're talking about this, this diagnosis, and we were in a, a room with about 100 people, and he said, well, one-third of the folks in this room are diabetic. Uh, the other third just doesn't know it yet.
0: This is Take Control, Prevent and Manage Diabetes, made possible by a grant from UCARE, health
2: care that starts with you. Hi, I'm Steven Blankish. I am uh, 56 years old. About um, less than two years ago, I found out um, that I'd been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. When I was diagnosed, and as I read, I discovered that there was something called prediabetes. And to be honest, I wish I had been diagnosed with that sooner. That uh, It was frustrating to realize that there may have been a chance to get ahead of this. And now I feel to a certain extent that I'm playing catch-up. It wouldn't do me any good to wallow in all of the what-ifs. I just had to do it. I had to take control. I had to start managing. I had to start exercising. I had to start eating wiser, smarter. I needed to find ways to manage and control this. And I think I have.
0: Take Control, Prevent and Manage Diabetes, is online at TakeControlMN.org and produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities,
2: Welcome to MN90, Minnesota
0: History in 90 Seconds.
3: Minnesota's tradition of electing third-party candidates started in 1890 when hitel Halverson from the People's Party was elected to the U.S. House. Since then, the Progressive Party, the Farmer Labor, Independence, and Green Parties have all found success in statewide or local elections. Political scientist David Schultz says since the 1970s, third-party candidates have been supported by Minnesota's public financing system. The unique program gives money to any party with at least five percent of the vote.
0: Very few states provide public financing at all. And so right off the bat, the fact that we do is pretty remarkable.
3: Schultz says election of a third party candidate usually requires good timing.
0: Economic conditions are huge factors. Disenchantment with major parties is a huge factor. I think a critical factor right now is up to 30 percent of Minnesotans don't consider themselves to be members of either the Republican or Democratic Party.
3: Schultz says a third party presence in any election cycle affects the direction of campaign strategy for all candidates in the race, proving that Minnesota's third parties are influential, even if not elected.
2: MN90
0: is a co-production of the Minnesota Historical Society and Ambers, diverse radio for
2: Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund, online at mn90.org.
0: And good morning. It is 10 minutes past 10 o'clock. You're listening to Minnesota Morning at KMSU Radio. I'm going to play some music now from Ella Fitzgerald. It was on June 12th, back in 1935. At age 17, Ella Fitzgerald recorded her very first songs. The two songs were Love and Kisses, and this song, I'll Chase the Blues Away.